Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. of the love of God and the way that love operates in our lives. There is something about the love of God we have to rethink because many of us don't understand the love of God. And there are a lot of things in our lives which we allow to take place because we don't understand the way the love of God operates. We are supposed to rethink the love of God and um, remember that God does not delight in the suffering of his children. He doesn't delight in us suffering. He doesn't delight in us going through pain and trouble. It is God's will to see you blessed and joyful and peaceful. God does not benefit anything when you go through trials and afflictions. You know, sometimes we are like, okay, maybe God wants me to learn something through this, and God wants me to learn something through that. Now, when it comes, and it's from the devil, you can learn something from it. But you shouldn't intentionally be waiting for trouble to learn anything from. I don't know whether there is any of you here who intentionally gives sickness to your children just so that they can learn a lesson. Or you take a coal of fire and put it in their hand so that they learn lesson. Or you make them fail an exam so that they learn lesson. I don't, I don't think any of us operate like that. And Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give good gifts unto his, give the Holy Ghost to those that believe in and pray for the Holy Ghost. Now, you read your Bible, and the Bible said that in Hebrews chapter 6 and the verse number 10, that for God is not unrighteous to forget your labor, your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. That you minister to the saints, and God is not unrighteous. Tell somebody sitting by you, God is not unrighteous to forget my neighbor, my labor. Come on, say it again. God is not unrighteous to forget my labor. God is not unrighteous to forget my labor and my work. My work and my labor of love is not un, un, unfaithful to forget my labor of love. You read again, and Paul is talking in Romans chapter 9. And the verse number 14, and he says, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? And he added, God forbid. God forbid. There is no way God will forget your labor of love. God doesn't forget your labor of love. If you have an employment with a certain group or a company, and you work, at the end of the month, they will give you a salary. They will never stop giving you the salary and carry the money. And go and give it to somebody else. It's so strange the way we have 
quickly sometimes sometimes we, we, we quickly start thinking God will not reward us God will, will not will not reward us now to think God will not do it sometimes amounts to saying God cannot do it because if God can do it why do you think he will not do it so you you, you get so used to sometimes oh you know God will not do it and and we fi- find this way of thinking that oh when you pray the answers are three yes wait and no so you keep getting the no 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 and you say that is the will of God for your life the will of God for you is a yes the Bible said his promises are yea and amen can I hear somebody say an amen don't, don't, don't go about in life accepting negative things you fall into sin you accept it you are sick you accept it you are broke you accept it you, you, you are in debt you accept it anything you accept today we are here to confirm the fact that God is faithful and does not forget our labor of love don't get used to being denied don't get used to being denied some people get used to being denied so much that at a certain point they accept the being denied as part of the will of god so they have accepted the sin they've accepted the sickness they've accepted the curse and what they tell you is that well this is my portion i just keep it like that today you are going to overrule any negative thing in your life now somebody says what is the negative thing how do i know it is the will of god or not anything which is not your desire and you don't want today take it and throw it away the bible said he will give you the desires of your heart the sin is it your desire the poverty is it your desire the sickness is that your desire the curse is that your desire health freedom these are the things these are the basic things you need and god will give them to you if they are not there claim them as your right i like something jesus said i will not take the children bread and give it unto dogs now <laughs> i wouldn't take the children's bread and give it to dogs and he's talking about healing and deliverance and and, and food now so how come that the children are have accepted not having the bread but the unbelievers have it and strangely when you rather have the bread and you are a believer people get shocked so what i'm saying telling you now is don't get used to being denied so lift up your hand and say i refuse to get used to sinning having a curse being poor being confused being frustrated unemployed lack of accommodation i refuse them they are not the will of god for my life i am not cursed i am blessed i declare that i am blessed my family is blessed we are not cursed we are not cursed isaiah chapter 49 and the verse number 14. Look at what he said. Isaiah 49 verse 14. But Zion said, just like you have been saying, many of us are like Zion. Zion said, 
the Lord has forsaken me and the Lord has forgotten me. Some, some of us are like people who God has forsaken and God has forgotten. Listen, some of our beliefs about God, to believe them and say God loves you is a contradiction. How can God love you and forsake you? How can God love you and forget about you? The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. And then look at God. God is beginning to protest. Can a woman forget a second, second child? That she should not have compassion on the son of a womb. Have you seen a woman who has forgotten about a child and does not have compassion on the son of a womb? He said, though the woman may forget, especially the woman is a wicked one or crazy one, yet, God said, I will not forget. I announced to somebody today, God has not forgotten you. The other day I heard a testimony about a woman who had been married for 23 years and finally got a baby. I pray that anybody who feels that God has forsaken you and God has forgotten you, today I came to tell you, you have not been forgotten. You have not been forgotten. So the first, the first thing I want to do today is to assure somebody and convince somebody that God has not forsaken you and God has not forgotten you. There is no way he will love you and forsake you and forget you. God is a faithful God. Verse number 16. Behold, I have graven you upon the palms of my hands. You know, sometimes when you don't want somebody to forget something, you tell the person, write it down. God said, I have not only written it down, I have written it on my hand. I didn't write it in a diary, I may leave it somewhere. I didn't write it on a phone, I may leave it somewhere. I didn't write it on a laptop, I may forget it and leave it somewhere. I didn't write it on, on an iPad, I may leave it somewhere. I wrote it on the palm of my hand. That means wherever I am, it is with me. Wherever I'm sitting, is with me. Wherever I go, is with me. I came to tell somebody, God has written your name on the palm of his hand. And he said, your walls are continually before me. In other words, you have constant security. You have constant peace. The Lord is watching over you. The Bible said, he that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. In this day of unprecedented danger, in this day of so much evil in the world, I pray that you will remember that your walls are constantly before God. Come on, clap your hands and, and thank him. He said, your walls are constantly before me. You read your Bible in Psalm 84. Psalm 84, verse 11 to 12. For the Lord God is a son and a shield. I like that. The Lord God is a son and a shield. You and I, every day when we get up, I don't think we worry about whether the son will show up or not. You are very sure the sun will show up. Even if it's covered by clouds, it is there. Only that you can't see it. And the Lord is a sun. Tell somebody the Lord will show up. The Lord is a sun. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. 
the Lord will give grace and glory. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He gives glory and grace. He doesn't give shame. He doesn't give shame. I'm talking to somebody. The Lord does not give shame. He, he gives grace and glory. He does not give shame. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The reward of righteousness is a blessing. The reward of righteousness is good things. God doesn't give evil things. Oh Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. So the first line of prayer we are going to pray today is that you and I are going to repent. And we are going to say that Lord, from today I receive from you anything that you have Anything that you have promised me, anything that you said you will give me as your child, I receive it as a child of God in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, God is faithful. I am telling somebody today in the name of Jesus, may God who is faithful be faithful unto you. May God who is faithful be faithful. This woman came became the senior pastorate, part of the senior pastorate of a church. God gave her good ministry. Of course, it's not like she hasn't gone through trials. She went through trials. She went through affliction. But the kind of affliction she went through, many people, when they go through it, they don't recover. Mentally, they go bonkers. But this woman went through the same affliction. And God was still faithful. That many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him from them all. Even when she went through affliction, she remained beautiful, she remained intelligent, she remained focused, she remained with a purpose. The affliction did not destroy her. She went through fire, she was still alive. She went through water, she was still alive. Can we celebrate Mama Rosemont and give God praise for the life of this woman who is an example of the faithfulness of God? The faithfulness of God. I'm not preaching about mommy today. I'm preaching about you. That if God did it for her, God would do it for you. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. He that watches over Israel shall not, never, neither slumber nor sleep. If you can clap your hands and you can scream, the power of God is upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ, God is faithful. God is faithful. So, faithfulness. That God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. I pray for someone in the name of Jesus. God is your son and your shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. Beg. But you know what people? Their refusing to testify also makes the devil lie to some people. That oh, if you serve God, you'll be poor. Because as for the poor who are serving God, everybody can see that. 
and then people who um, serve God but they die, people who serve God but they are sick. Anybody can see them. But those that are blessed and they serve God and they are faithful to God and God blesses them, we don't hear anything. There are many of you who have been blessed and you just keep it like nothing has happened. I'm praying that you get the boldness and shout about the praise of God. Shout about the faithfulness of God. Tell somebody God is true. Let God be true, but let every man be a liar. We get blessed. You know, when you go to the average church in Ghana, the people who are blessed, they are quiet. And we allow complainers to complain. They are complainers to complain. And you see liars in the church. And they are busy lying. And the ones that are enjoying the good things in the ministry. And enjoying good things from God. They are quiet. But as for me, I'm preaching this to you because in this dispensation, I will talk about the goodness of God. I will talk about the mercy of God. I will talk about his ability to save, his ability to forgive, his ability to make somebody holy, his ability to make somebody righteous, his ability to heal the sick, his ability to deliver, his ability to prosper, his ability to make a way in the wilderness and make rivers in the desert. I will testify of the goodness of God. Is there anybody who will testify of the goodness of God? Come on, shout an amen and praise the name of Jesus. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Some of the price you are refusing to pay to follow God, you'll be shocked what would have come to you instead. You see, you see many times we are thinking about ourselves. That, oh, this is what I'm going to get. And you are using your own mind to make calculation. You are using your own mind to make calculation. I pray that today God will open a door of remembrance for you from somewhere in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ come and clap your hands and scream it and praise God God is faithful he loves you faithful is he that calleth thee who also would do it Every pastor who is under the sound of my voice, I pray in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are with your ministry, may the faithful God who loves you and planted you on that land, may that faithful God remember you in the day of your need. Any businessman, businesswoman, any family person who is giving your tithe and you are giving your offering and you are giving and giving and giving and people think you are a fool, I pray in the name of Jesus, may the faithful God who loves you reward you according to his faithfulness. Come and clap your hands and shout and press the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus. When you are busy being faithful to God, sometimes people think you are a fool. But I keep saying all of us, let's wait till the end of the story. This is not the end of the story. The other day I was dealing with somebody who used to have a lot of money. Their family used to have a lot of money. I'm talking about millions of dollars. I was dealing with the person, and the person said, Reverend Isu, the other day I was looking for 100 Ghana cities to buy food. And I went to somebody and they didn't give me. And I asked, do you go to church? She said, no. I said, why? 
She said, the money to even get the transport to go to the church, I don't have it. But the person used to be very rich. You see, when you are unfaithful to God and you think God is blessing you, wait until the end of the story. I have seen people that look like they were rich and they were very unfaithful to God. At the end of their life, it was sickness. They sold everything to pay their debt of sickness. Some got all the money in this world. They left it with children who were reckless. And these children destroyed everything. Some got all the money in this world. Gave it to their children. But at the end of the day, they lost their soul. And the Bible said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Ladies and gentlemen, eternity is a real thing. For the past two days, I've been thinking. And I'm saying, Lord, it could have been me. It could have been me. Am I prepared to meet my maker? It's not a matter of having money in this world. Are you prepared to meet your maker? You see, Unimu Wa now Ashena. Ten years ago, were you like this? The other day I was telling mommy, I said, Pell, hey, old age is setting in. When I saw one of my friends and the way he was walking, even the walking has changed. And me too, my walking has changed. We used to be strong like soldiers. But Uncle Joe is changing. Change. I pray in the name of Jesus. May you believe God that when he loves you, he will take care of you. Look at the faithfulness of God. Look at the faithfulness of God. Look at the way this church started. When the stadium, they chased us. We didn't give up. At a point, we took soil from the ground and started building the sanctuary of glory. We took soil, sand, and we started building. Soil, sand, and we started building a wall. And we built with the mud. They were chasing us, insulting us in Bogatanga, calling us madmen, confused people. And any time they met any of our members, they said, these are the frustrated people. We remain faithful and the faithful God. You can never be more faithful than him. Look at where we are sitting. People look at this church building and they say, no, it is not Bogatanga. These people are in Europe somewhere. Faithful is our God. Faithful is our God. Whoever knew that desert pastures would be giving people food to eat, supplying medicals to people, making boreholes for people in villages, giving clothing to people, feeding the hungry whoever knew that one day we will have over 50 widows we are looking after on a monthly basis whoever knew that this church will be taking care of pastors in villages whoever knew will be paying school fees for children and some are doctors now some are lawyers now whoever knew but faithful and today in the name of Jesus I call upon the name of that faithful God who was faithful to us I pray that the faithful God will be faithful to you and faithful to your house and faithful to your business and faithful to your ministry come on shout yes faithful 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 
And when I talk about faithfulness and the goodness of God and the love of God, I cannot stop without talking about the doubters and the provokers, the deniers. Everybody say deniers. Everybody say the doubters. And everybody say the provokers. And everybody shout the tempters. Listen, go to every family. The children who are loved most, they are treated different. Pampered children, they are treated different. Doubters. Deniers. Provokers. Tempters. Psalm 78. The verse number 17 to 22. Psalm 78, 17 to 22. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. They sinned, they sinned, they sinned, they sinned. Everybody said they sinned. Come on, say they sinned. They sinned yet the more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. How did they sin? I thought you to say they committed fornication. I thought you to say they committed abortion. I thought you to say they stole. I thought you to say they were armed robbers. I thought it would say they were beating up people. But look at their sin. They tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their last. And it was not just the asking of the meat. It was the way they did the asking. Look at the way they did the asking. Yay! In other words, the asking was not a problem because God himself said you can ask. But these people asked to feed on their last. In, in, in other words, God knew the food that was good for them and it was the manna. But these people wanted food with more sugar and with more fat in it. But when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, no more, no more fat and no more sugar. These people wanted the sugar and the fat. They said, we, we remember the meat. They speak against God, in the, in the, against God. And they said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Can God do this in the wilderness? Listen, the biggest sin I can commit against God is if I'm just sitting there and God showed me the world, the, the world headquarters of EAM and I look at the thing, seven-story building, and I say, can God do this? Can God, is it possible for God to do something like this in the wilderness? That would be a sin. Me and a fornicator, an arm robber, a liar, we will be the same. Doubting God is sinning against God. Anything God shows you, he would do, is possible. Anything God shows you and says, I will do it, he can do it, and he will do it. I pray you will not be a denier. You will not be a liar. You will not be a mocker. You will not be a tempter. And you will not be a provoker. Come on, shout it. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.